Welcome to the Prairie Heights Podcast. Thanks for listening today. I hope it motivates you. I hope it builds your faith and helps you connect with Christ and a church family here at Prairie Heights. Enjoy the message. Hey, Prairie Heights. It is good to be together today. I want to share a story with you. I was in my early 20s. I purchased a condo and so then in my later 20s, when Kyle and I began to date and we got engaged and then we got married, uh, he moved in with me to my condo and when he came and we started to make it our home, we started, decided to make a change. It was like really early on in our marriage and we thought, well, why don't we go ahead and paint the kitchen? And if you've ever painted a kitchen... Like, it's the worst room in the house to paint, right? Because it's like all the cupboards and the fridge and all the edging. And we learned a whole lot about each other early on in marriage by this project of painting our kitchen. We learned that I hate details. I hate edging. And so the beauty is he loved edging. But what he learned is he hates working with people. And he would much prefer to do a project like that by himself. There was another surprise to us. So as we made our way through the day and we had gone to the store and we picked a color that we both just loved. And we were so frustrated and annoyed at each other by the end of the day though, it was like we were just exhausted and we couldn't wait to go to bed. So we went to bed and, and then the next morning we were sitting on our couch and there was a see-through window from our couch into our kitchen. And both of us were sitting on the couch and we were like trying to just look forward. Because if we tilted our head and we looked through that see-through window and we saw the color that we chose for the walls of our kitchen, it would make us start to twitch a little. <laughs> and finally we looked at each other and humbly said, we hate it. We hate the color that we picked. And so we thought, well, okay, let's go back to the store. Let's pick a new color. And we picked a new color and we went back and we did it all over again. And imagine the first time was frustrating. Okay, we had maybe a little more patience, but it was still just as frustrating. And we, no joke, I wish this was not real. When we got done with the second color, we looked at each other and said, we hate it. <laughs> and then we started laughing and we said, you know what? I don't think we're really good at picking out colors. So we should probably ask for some help. And so we went to the, the local Shields and Home and Hardware store and we asked for some help. And we said, will you please help us? We're early on in our marriage and we might not make it if we don't get the right color <laughs> on our walls. And so, true story, and what it makes me think about, and what it leads us into today is that Kyle and I learned a lot about changing colors, and that changing colors was not as easy as we maybe thought it was going to be. And just like new paint color, right, making changes or changing our behavior inside our home isn't as easy as we hope it would be. When we decided uh, to ask for help is when we finally got the result that we wanted. It was at that moment that we said, we need help, <laughs> that we got the color. And I'm telling you, the third color we loved. <laughs> we loved. And we were so thankful. 
And all the hard work paid off, but it wasn't until we asked for help that we got the result that we wanted. And so today we start a brand new series. It's called Four Walls, and we're going to ask God. We're going to ask God for help. Each of us are going to say, God, will you help us to build a home with you at the center? God, would you help us to build up our faith as individuals with you at the center? God, would you help us to build our relationships? We need your help, God, and would you help us? I'm so pumped for this series. I'm so excited. This is like one of my favorite kind of series, and you might be asking why. Well, it's because I believe like God's gonna rock the boat in our lives. (laughs) It's not gonna be an easy series. I believe that God is gonna rock the boat. I believe God is gonna be a a change maker, a way maker over the next six weeks. And I truly believe that if you and I grasp onto the truth of what he has to share with us, if we humbly go to him and ask for help, I believe that what is the results of that are gonna be life-changing. And I get excited about that. I get excited about what God might wanna do in my life and in your life and how through his word and through us coming together that we can actually depend more on him. And so I wanna explain four walls means literally your four walls. It means your living space. It means your house, your apartment, the space that you live in. That's what four walls means. And we're gonna talk about the four walls that you live in and we're gonna talk about the relationships within those spaces. We're gonna dig into, when that door closes, what actually happens inside that home, inside your home? What are the words and the actions and the behavior that happen inside of our homes? And we're gonna dig into the relationships within those four walls, specifically our relationship with Jesus. What does our relationship with Jesus look like inside our four walls? And what we're gonna do is we're gonna learn from Jesus how to grasp onto his teachings and how to follow him. And here's the deal, his teachings should impact the way that we live our life inside our home, right? Like the teachings of Jesus, what he shares with us, the guidance that he gives, those teachings should impact the way that we live inside our home. The question is, does it? Does it actually. And so we all have relationships with friends, with family, with spouses, with our kids, because life is not meant to do alone. That's why I'm so glad that we have girl groups around here, and I can't wait for those to get started so we can build more relationships. But life is not meant to do alone, and so I believe that if you choose, if you choose to listen to this series over the next six weeks, you can walk away with the relationships in your life looking drastically different. In just six weeks, it's a guarantee, like an infomercial, guarantee, but only if you ask Jesus for help. But only if you humble yourself and say, I can't figure this out on my own. I don't know how to choose paint color. I need help, right? I'm so excited for that. I believe in you. I believe in what God's gonna do in and through this series. The goal for this series is to build healthy relationship with Jesus so you can have healthy relationship with others. And notice how it's not the other way around. 
It's not the goal of this series is to build a healthy relationship with other people so you can have a healthy relationship with Jesus. It's not the way it works. The way that it works is when we build a healthy relationship with Jesus, that relationship overflows into every other relationship in our life and we can have a healthy relationship with others. That is our number one goal of this entire series. And so today I'm gonna answer the question, but why? Why should we build our foundation on Jesus? Why should we do that? Why would you care to choose to make that decision to have Jesus be the foundation of your life? To help us answer the question, we're gonna look to the Gospel of Luke who shares the account of Jesus' life. And as we go through the teaching today, we're gonna, we're gonna sit in this story that Jesus is telling his disciples. This story that Jesus is telling the people that are closest to him, that he's inviting to follow him. He's telling them this story to help them understand what he wants for them. See, earlier I shared a story, right, about Kyle and I in painting. And the reason I shared that story is I wanted to make a point that we need to ask for help. Jesus does the same thing over and over again throughout the New Testament. He tells a story. It's called a parable. And he told that story, and that's the way that he shared to people. Here's what I want for you. I'm going to tell you a relevant story that you're going to understand with your context so you understand what I'm trying to teach you. And so as we dig into that story today... Uh, the other reason he does that is to make it really personal to the audience. And so the very same truth that he shared thousands of years ago is the very same truth that can radically, radically change your life today. Just as true for us today. So it comes from Luke chapter 6. It's verses 46 through 49. And uh, we're going to look at the New Living Translation of the Bible today. And I'm gonna build some context because it's gonna be helpful for us if we understand the context of this story that Jesus told. It'll help make sense of like, why do you wanna build your foundation with Jesus? So uh, the area that Jesus was in and the, the location and kind of the setting uh, in Palestine, I wanna tell you uh, this context. The rivers would dry up in the summer. So the, they would dry up in the summer. And then in the winter, what would happen is those very same places that were filled with sand would all of a sudden a raging river would come through when the winter time came and this river would sweep through. And so people in the summertime that would be coming into this land and they would be getting ready to build a home, they would see this sandy spot and they would build their home on the sandy spot not knowing what would happen in the winter that all of a sudden they would have built their home in a, what looked like a sandy area that was easy to build when they came along. What a perfect place to build and an easy place to build their home, but in the winter it would be swept away by a raging river. And others who would come to that same location, they would walk past the sandy area, they would go to a rocky area, and they would choose to build their home in a rocky area where it was harder to build, it would take longer, it was probably more frustrating, it was more work. But when the winter came, their houses would be steady and they would be strong in all of the elements and they would not be swept up in the raging river. And so as we go into this story, I want you to be thinking about that idea. I want you to be thinking about that and let's hear what Jesus had to say and as we do I want you to think about like his tone of voice he was talking to his disciples 
And isn't it true for you too? Like when you talk to certain people, you talk, your tone of voice is different when you talk to your kids than it is when you talk to your spouse. Your tone of voice is different when you talk to a friend than when you talk to someone that you don't know. And so Jesus is talking to his closest friends. And so you wanna think about it in like, in a loving way, in a, fram, in a family tone, in a friend tone. And so Jesus says in verse 46, he says, so why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? He's kinda, he's just coming alongside and he's saying, hey, friends, why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord? What he's saying is, and what he's, what, what's true for us today is, hey, why do you keep saying that you're a follower of mine? Hey, hey, just a friendly little gut check. Why do you say that you're following me, but you don't do what I say? It exposes for us, do your words and your actions match up? Do your actions and your words match up? Are you living a life of authenticity? And the most challenging question in all of that is when you go to your four walls and you close that door, is how you live there the same way you live out in public? Is that life congruent? And where is Jesus in all of that? Jesus is asking his closest followers, he say, hey, why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord? when you don't do what I say. And then he goes on to say in 47, I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. This is what it's like when we say, Jesus, you're gonna be the Lord of my life. You're gonna be the leader of my life. I'm gonna listen to you. I'm gonna follow you. I'm gonna be guided by you. Jesus says, this is what it's gonna be like. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. Solid rock being Jesus. Solid rock being the foundational relationship with Jesus. When the, when the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. That's the story and the picture that Jesus was giving his closest followers. He's like, hey, and they understood it because they lived in this area near Palestine, where they watched people's houses be swept into the river, and so they understood this story. And you and I understand this same story. We know what a flood can do, don't we? <laughs> we live in an area where we know what floods can do. And Jesus said to them, it is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock, and when the floodwaters rise, it doesn't matter because that house is well built and that house is standing strong. When our foundational relationship in life is Jesus, when our foundation is built on Jesus, our life with Jesus drastically changes our relationships. Our life with Jesus changes our relationship with others. It changes our relationship with others. So what does it look like? Like what might it look like to have Jesus as a foundation? All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go there because I didn't go there last week. When your faithful team loses, you don't lose your faith, okay? Let me be a little more specific. When the bison lose the championship game, 
It's okay. It's okay. You don't lose your faith along with that result, right? And maybe you have a different favorite team as we get into the playoffs here. But here's what one of the Bison players said. And he said it best. He said in an interview after the loss, here's what he said. He said, I'm grateful I got to be a part of this program. So let's just, let's just think about this. This man from, I don't, I don't know him personally, but from what he shared in this interview, you might get the indication that he's following Jesus, that his firm foundation is Jesus. He says, I'm grateful I got to be part of this program. Gratitude comes when we have a foundation with Jesus, but I'm not gonna lie, it stings. It's great to be competitive. There's nothing wrong with that. But the fact God brought me here, he's telling people God had a plan for my life. Foundation, he said, God brought me here and what he's done in my life. He's giving credit to God for his life. He says being a bison, that he got his path of following Jesus led him to be a bison. Meeting my wife, foundational relationship, what really matters. In an interview after a championship loss and he's talking about his walk with Jesus, He's talking about meeting his wife. He's talking about starting a family here, and he says it's been special, but it stings. NDSU has sustained success like no other program in the country, no matter the level. So I promise you, they're not going to be, they're going to be back, and we're going to learn from this one. Foundation of faith when losses happen in life, when storms come, you don't lose your faith. And it gives you the strength to pick up and say, hey, we're going to win next year. <laughs> you don't lose your faith. I love that. A young man rooted in his faith, using his influence to draw other people, not to him, and just the fact that, that we had a loss, a loss, <laughs> out of all the countless wins. What a wonderful program we get to be a part of in this community. He didn't lose his faith. I want to encourage you later on today when you're watching the Vikings, don't lose your faith. <laughs> I don't know what the result's going to be. You can pray to God, please help them win this year. You can do all that. Just don't lose your faith while you're watching the game, okay? Inside those four walls, don't let a game get the best of you. Have fun, enjoy it. Don't lose your faith. Let's go on in scripture. It says in 49, Jesus continues to tell this story and he says, here's what it looks like to have your life built on me. Here's what it looks like to have a, a house and a home that is built, that it's steady, that when the waters come, when the losses come, when the storms come, it will stay steady. And then he says to his friends, he says, hey, but anyone, I wanna tell you friends, but anyone who hears Anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. He's just giving them a gentle little reminder and he's saying, hey, be careful. Because if you hear my words and you don't listen, you're building your foundational life on something else then. And when the storms come, you're not gonna be standing. You're gonna all of a sudden find yourself in a heap of ruins and you're gonna wonder what happened. 
When you and I aren't building our life around Jesus, we're building on shaky foundation. And when the storms come, we break. When the storms come, we become a heap of ruins. And here's the truth, right? And we're so tempted to believe, like, if we follow Jesus, there'll just be less storms. No. That is not reality. That is not God's word. Storms come to everyone. Nobody is free from any kind of storm. The storm itself does not define whether you're following Jesus or not. The storms are coming to everyone. The question is, who are you in the storm? Who are you on the inside in the storm? And the second question to sit in is, who is Jesus to you in the storm? When the storm comes, do you drop Jesus and say, hey, you helped me this far. I don't need you anymore. It doesn't feel good, so I'm not going to follow you anymore. What would it look like to build our home and to build our faith with Jesus at the foundation, as the foundation? Why should we build our foundation on Jesus? Because when the storms come, we want to be standing steady. We want to be standing firm. We want to be standing courageous. We want to be standing hopeful and faithful. We want to be standing like that young man saying, hey, wait till next year when NDSU buys and get to the championship game. We want to be standing firm in our faith. And when I think about my four walls and I think about who I get to be in my four walls with, I think obviously about my husband, Kyle. And I'm going to invite him up here and um, he's going to be a part of this series with me and uh, for sure, friends, he is the number one, uh, number two, sorry, Jesus gets to be number one. Hi. Hi. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> he is my number two <laughs> of, uh, when I look um, for guidance and, and spiritual maturity and strength, and when my life gets shaken, like, I know that I can count on him because he is firm and steady. He's not perfect. Mm. Not perfect. But um, I got to tell you, the reason why he gets to be up here and, and why we get to do this together uh, is that um, this idea of, like, what happens behind closed doors, I want you to know that this man is a better man behind closed doors than what you see out in public. He's a better man at home. I see him with God's word. I see him in prayer. I see him with my kids. I get to experience his spiritual life as his wife. And so, I love you. Hmm. Thank you for doing this. Thanks for having me up here. here I want to hear something ironic, though. Um, so, Beth and I are doing our best to live out the stuff that we're talking about. As we go home and we True. put this stuff together, like, we want to live it out. Well, here it is. The thing that's adding the most tension for me in my marriage is a marriage series that's supposed to help us become better. Uh, how about that? Last week as I'm at the door, giving high fives to people leaving, my friend Philip comes up and he gives me a high five. He goes, I'll see you on the stage next week. It's like, what? He must have heard that wrong. 
Well, later on that week, it's Wednesday night, and Beth is like, hey, what do you think about just coming up and talking a little bit and just sharing from your heart? I'm like, heart attack, heart attack, heart attack. You guys, you guys need to pray for me. Like every, every night I go home, I go home to my wife who's a pastor with a counseling major who's a seven on the Enneagram. I don't know if you know what all of that means, but just trust me, you need to pray for me. <laughs> oh, I'm excited, I really am. I love what we've been doing these past couple weeks. Um, I love what we've been starting in this series in Four Walls. Um, last week, if you're here, Beth gave you a sticker um, if, you were, if you were here. Well, I'm going to give you a high five if you've been here, because the first two weeks in pause, I think, were absolutely awesome. And Beth said that they are simple. They are simple to under, understand, but I need to ask you, how many of you guys have carved out space to work in some of that Sabbath time, to work in some of that quiet time with God that Beth was talking about. You see, it was two years ago for me that I um, was trying to work these disciplines and these practices in my own life, and I took 24 hours to be with God, um, just me, uh, and um, it was in this process of 24 hours of quiet with God that as I was reading scripture, he just really impressed upon my heart two words. And the words were foundation and roots. And it's never really happened like that before, but as I journeyed throughout the year, as I read my Bible cover to cover, I read, the, read through the context of foundation and roots, and God showed me truth after truth after truth of, of what it means to have uh, a firm foundation in Jesus Christ and well-developed roots. You see, I believe, I believe that you must have a strong foundation and well-developed roots. Or like Beth said, when the wind and the hail and the storms come, what is promised is that it will be destructive. I believe, I believe, I believe that the foundation, the cornerstone to a meaningful life must be a deep and growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And I use the word deep on purpose uh, when Beth and I were engaged, um, there were selfish uh, practices and disciplines and things in my life that needed to be dug out. And we saw that in, in the first part of Luke, how, how the man had to dig some things out before he put his good foundation down. Mm-hmm. And the same is true for me. If, my, if our marriage life was going to last, if it was going to be made into something strong, there were some weekend habits, some Friday night things, there are some Saturday Kyle self-centered sports-liking things that needed to be dug out. There was a number of things that needed to be dug out. And I'll just simply remind you that the higher you want your walls in your marriage to go, uh, the deeper your foundation must be. In Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8, um, it says this, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees plant along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing food. I love the line with roots that reach deep into the water. Uh, As a farmer, I get such a visual of what this looks like, but in a spiritual sense, to have spiritual roots that go deep into living water, what's promised is that they never stop producing fruit. And when I think about our family and the legacy that we get to leave with our children, um, what a beautiful thing to pursue. 
Like, as a farmer, if I could grow something that never stopped producing fruit, I mean, my whole farm would be covered in it. <laughs> and this is what is promised when you put your spiritual roots um, in, into the living water of Jesus Christ. How often in America, though, do we, do we get it backwards? We focus on all the upward, external things. We, we, we get focused on what do people think of me, and so we put on faces, and, and we, we get worried about the perception people see, so we put on things that aren't really true. We don't focus on that which really matters. Uh, there's a quote um, that I found that really spoke to me. Uh, Robert D. Foster says, the man who concentrates on the root system of his life is going to bear fruit upward. But if he concentrates on the eye-appealing foliage, he may end up a rootless failure. You see, how much more beneficial would it be if we took time to pause just for a little bit, whether it's five seconds in the day, at the beginning of each day, half a day during each business quarter, or for 24 hours at the beginning of every year? How much more beneficial would it be if we could develop a foundation, if we could develop those roots for when the storms do come. And we can talk about the things that really matter, right? It's like, I feel like when we got away, we're coming back and we're getting ready to talk about the things that really matter. Because all of a sudden, it's like you have this space and this time to just think for a second and to, and to be able to play and, and be with, um, for us, specifically in our story, like to be with our family and and so we come back and we're like, we've got to change some of our rhythms and our routines because we want something different than we had last year. And without that space, super hard yep. to do that. So. Yep. So we have hope and prayer through the series that you would begin to think about what does it look like to be developing uh, your foundation uh, on Jesus Christ. I have one more verse. I know it's a lot of verses and a lot of quotes here, but these are all just really important things that were laid on my heart. Um, to help build the foundation and build evidence towards uh, what this looks like. In Isaiah 28, it says, Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, Look, I am placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem, a firm and tested stone. It is a precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever believes need never be shaken. I wonder how many people like you maybe feel like the relationships within your four walls sometimes feels like the three little pigs where you got walls made of straw. And at any moment, the big bad wolf is going to come blow them down. Well, the promise in Isaiah is that when you, when you build on him, you will have a firm foundation, a safe place um, in Jesus Christ. So once again, I just hope and pray that this series for you guys will be uh, impactful, that you will take it seriously, and that, that the end result of it would be that you would indeed bear fruit for many generations. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, just thanks for sharing your heart, and thanks for, um, as we go throughout this series, we're going to do a couple, uh, one more team teaching, and then he's going to have, and I'll talk about that here in a yeah. second. But today, what we really want to focus on together is we just want to answer the question, why should we build? Why should we build a life on the foundation? It's what Kyle said. Like, if you want to plant some seeds and some roots that are going to be life-giving and long-lasting... You've got to start with your relationship with Jesus because that's long-lasting. That's long-lasting. So the rest of this series, each of the weeks after this is like, how do we do this? <laughs> how do we actually live this out? Today was why, the rest of the series is how. And here's all you need to do today is admit that you need help. We um, admit regularly, like, we need help. 
And so today, you just need to admit, can we all admit that we need God's help in order to build our foundation on Jesus? And just like Kyle and I needed help with the paint colors, that you and I need help in this exact area. We cannot build a life on our own. We can choose to build a life on our own. But hear this, we cannot build a life on our own that's gonna have purpose, that's gonna have impact, that's gonna be fulfilling, that's gonna be legacy leaving, that's gonna be God honoring. We can't do that by ourselves. And so here's where we're headed for the rest of the weeks. Next week, uh, we're gonna talk about being single. And when you're single, how can you spend your time and resources in a way that shows evidence of Jesus? Week number three, we're gonna talk about when you're dating or if you're engaged. And we're gonna talk about how can your relationships reflect your relationship with Jesus? If you're dating, does your dating relationship reflect your relationship with Jesus? If you're engaged, does your engagement reflect your relationship with Jesus? In week four, uh, when you're married, what does it look like to live out God's purpose for marriage? I have a purpose some days for our marriage. Those days don't go so well. (laughs) This is where you say, I have a purpose some days for our marriage, and those days don't go so well. There you go, spot on, good. (laughs) We wanna look at what's God's purpose. We get shaken up when we look at each other and say, hey, will you fulfill every need I have? And I say, will you fulfill every need? He's asking me to fulfill every need. What is God's purpose for our marriage? Week five? Week five, week five is my week. Jesus help us all. I'm gonna try and talk for 30 minutes. Uh, I don't know that I've ever talked for 30 minutes straight, yeah. I don't know what you guys are clapping at. It might be the shortest sermon you've ever heard. Uh, but I'm going to talk about what it looks like to create men. From a men's perspective, I'm going to talk about what it looks like to create safety for your wives, what it looks like to build and protect a good home for your family. Mm-hmm. And I love, like, thanks for the clapping. I love that. But here's what we want to tell you, and I just want to say it out loud. I hope we behave this way, but Kyle and I know that this is not about us. This is not about us, but this is about what God is doing in and through us, and it's about God's word. And so I am so thankful that you said yes, and step of obedience to come and share from your heart God's word so that we can raise up people to know Jesus. So, and then week six, women, woo! We're going to talk specifically to you, and I can't wait. What does it look like to create space for your husbands? What does it look like to create space for your husbands? So now I want to tell you that because we're covering some specific target audiences, you might be tempted to check out. You might look at that weekly schedule, and you might say, hey, I'm not single. I'm not coming to single. Hey, I'm not married. I'm not coming to married. Hey, um, I'm in this season of life, so I'm not coming to this season of life. You would be mistaken. Because not only, right, are you living in your four walls, and that's the focus of this message series, it's about relationships. And either if you're not in this stage, you might, you will be in this stage, or you're going to have a kid who's going to be in this stage, or you're going to be mentored by or be in a grow group with people who are in that stage of life. And here's what we want to do together, is every single week is going to be applicable 
to every single one of us, no matter what target season of life we're talking about. And together as a church family, we can really learn how to build a healthy relationship with Jesus so that we can have healthy relationship with each other in our four walls. I can't wait for that. The burning underlying question that we're gonna ask each week is where's the evidence of Jesus in your home? Where's the evidence of Jesus in your home? And I'm not talking about, we're not talking about the Hobby Lobby signs that say, as for me in this house, we serve the Lord. That is biblical. So like, that's biblical and good. Have it on your wall, but live it out. (laughs) It's not about how many Bibles you own. It's not about how many crosses are on the walls. It's not about the physical evidence of Jesus in your home. It is about the relational evidence. It is about how you treat the people in your home. It's about the words that you use. It's about how you love well. It's about how you use your time and your resources that God has given you to bless this world. It's relational evidence. And where does the relational evidence show up? Anything you want to say about that? Um. Don't, this is not the like non-evidence, like you can't share right now, like here's not evidence that I see of Beth in our home Mm. following Jesus. Well, on the lighter side, you know, I don't like swear and throw things when the Vikings do bad, but uh, you know, I think they're just put here on earth to test my faith, but I'm getting over that. Uh, On a more serious note, uh, a while back, Beth and I had a date and we were talking about some things and Beth brought up something that kind of like hit a tender spot in my heart. She had mentioned something that she was seeing um, about how I was interacting with my son. And uh, yeah, my, my tendency in that moment was to do what I always do and it would be to disengage. I wanted to be done with the conversation, I wanted to shut off and I wanted to be done. And, and part of this evidence for me and my growth is to not disengage in those conversations, to be present and working on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and can't wait to hear more. We're gonna talk more about that as the series goes on. Uh, But we wanna invite all of us to come authentically, okay? Come authentically with, with your past abuse. Come with your story of uh, your divorce twice and, and maybe you're on your own right now or maybe you're thinking about another relationship. Come with your blended family and the chaos that that brings with step-siblings and step-families and We want you to bring it all to the table. Bring your junk and your stuff and all the stuff, your authentic story to the table. We wanna invite you to bring it to Jesus' feet and say, Jesus, I wanna give this all to you and I need help. I need your help specifically. And I wanna live my life with a foundation rooted in you. I wanna live my life where there's evidence of you showing up on a regular basis. I wanna build a home with you at the center where there's grace and forgiveness, where there's peace and self-control, a home where repair can happen, a home that is safe with Jesus. And why do we wanna do all that? We wanna do it when the storms come, you're gonna be steady. When the storms of life show up, you know what's gonna happen? People are gonna recognize your faith because the storm doesn't shake you, your faith actually rises up in those moments. And so if today you're thinking, hey, I'm all in on this. I need this, I need help, I want this, I desire this, I wanna grow in this, I wanna invite you, if you're here in person in the lobby, there's four walls, there's a lot of, uh, there's a home that's in the middle of our lobby and on your way out, I want you to grab a marker and I wanna put your name 
on one of those walls. Put your name, and that's you saying, I'm committed. I'm committed to checking in and showing up for six weeks. I'm committed to my relationship with Jesus, and I'm committed, I'm committed to growing my home with Jesus as the foundation. That's your way of saying, I'm in. I want this. I desire this. And where does that all come from? It comes from Luke 6, 48. This is biblical. This isn't advice. This isn't opinion. This is biblical. It is Luke 6, 48. It says, it is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the flood waters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. And so now I'm gonna invite you, I'm gonna invite you just to close your eyes and I'm gonna pray that verse over you and then Kyle's gonna close us in prayer. So go ahead and close your eyes. I'm gonna pray that verse over you. It is like you building a house who digs deep, who lays the foundation on solid rock When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm. You stand firm because you are well built. Heavenly Father, I thank you for uh, these people. Um, Thank you for their willingness just to engage and be a part of this church. Our prayer is that people would take it serious how to build a foundation with you. I pray that things that need to be exposed, God, that you would expose them so that we could dig them out. And I pray that they could be replaced by um, just the strength of the foundation of what we believe in you. I pray that we would begin to develop roots that would be strong, that would find you in living water. We believe this and we pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to those of you who give generously to Prairie Heights. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit prairieheights.com give for more information. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or even take a screenshot and share it on your social media and tag us at Prairie Heights. Thanks for listening and God bless.